Hello, Big Daddy. From the latest in real estate to the hottest in pop culture, this is the Big Daddy Radio Show. Now, along with his panel of experts, here's your host, one of San Diego's finest real estate agents, Big Daddy Brian Garrity. So they say ESPN 1700 here on Wednesday, Big Daddy Radio with your host, Brian Garrity. Hello to all our lovely listeners. We love and appreciate you. Michelle Montiel, we're sending her all kinds of good vibes. She's out having an MRI today. Poor thing. Um, destroyed her knee, and I think one way or another she's going to end up needing surgery. But oh, no. I know. It's a bummer. Super. But we have our ever-lovely Michael Ellis Baena. Hello, hello. How are you? Doing well. All things exciting. All things exciting. All yeah. things social media. Everything. All things marketing. Yes. All things public relations. <laughs> all of that, too. It's been great, yeah. <laughs> some new years things. and new things happening, which is... Always great. Are we going to talk about that? Sure. Good. And we have Drew Analis from Garrity Group. Hi, Derby. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm fantastic. <laughs> Just like I hope our listeners are. Okay. So, Michael's done a great, amazing job with our website, bigdaddyradio.com. Be sure to go there. Uh, we always welcome your comments and your emails. We'll always get back to you as quickly as possible and quickly being really within a day at the most. Um, and so, we love your engagements, and there's a lot of you that you are hilarious, and we probably should make this a call-in show, because <laughs> you guys are pretty darn funny. And the on Facebook, you can go on to Big Daddy Radio, and be sure if you do that, to be sure to like our page. It's a bird. It's a plane. It's, it's Big Daddy's Radar. <laughs> Okay, what a week. I can't believe it's been a week. That's the crazy part. Time flies, goes, it flies, flies by for sure. Fouches in Concord. Remember <laughs> that? <laughs> it does. It goes so darn fast. It's crazy. So, I mean, even with um, my full time day job in real estate, it's just like here we are already, new year. And coming up at the end of January, people going crazy about the stock market taking a dump. Don't worry. That does not mean your house is going to fall under and values are not going to plummet. Well, I'll talk a little bit more in touch on that for you guys that may be worried about that today. Um, also, the our pop culture that we talk about, which is what we do because we love it, and it's an extra little service an hour during the week that we bring to you. Um, I'm sure by now, if you haven't, of course, you know, there'd be the people that'd be like, oh no, I don't follow that. But then if you weren't following that, I don't know why you're following the show, <laughs> but, um, the Oscars and of course, um, the lack of diversity in the nominees, uh, again is, you know, that hashtag Oscar so white, yeah. um, is happening again. I don't think it's anything new. It's not the first time we've heard it, but we're going to talk about that today. In conjunction with that, we'll talk about Jada Pinkett Smith, um, Spike Lee, he's always an idiot, but the Jada Pinkett, he is an idiot, totally. Um, but Jada Pinkett Smith, that's my opinion, sorry, mm -hmm. allegedly. And that's allegedly not my opinion, that is my opinion, but uh, there's just something about that guy that rubs me the wrong way. 
Um, and Jada Pinkett Smith, the way she handled herself, I, I don't, I, I don't know. We're going to talk about it with the, our, my lovely panel here. And then uh, Whoopi Goldberg is pissed off. That was with the, one of the articles Michael found. I love that. Yeah. That cracked me up. Well, that's what, that was her. That was a quote from her. Oh yeah. Said, oh, and you. she said it multiple, <laughs> multiple times. Yeah. I mean, she's. She's pissed off. Yeah. Yep. Totally pissed off. I mean, she's not having it. She was heated. Yeah, heated at the Oscar nominations, but she will not boycott the award show. And I went, when we were talking about that, like to kind of be overlapping into these things mm-hmm. because they're bigger situations, they're bigger societal kind of things that are mm-hmm. happening. Mm-hmm. You would think that this is something we're not having to deal with. Unfortunately, it is. Also, kind of dovetailing with that on the radar, for those of you that follow The View, the dying breed of us that's left, the DVR it, um, <laughs> Candace Cameron Bure um, walked off the set. Let's, we'll talk about it. Let's talk about why she did, because it, it's not what, met, what meets the eyes. Mm-mm. And if I'm giving her a pass, she's getting a big old pass. <laughs> yes. And Sarah Palin endorsing Donald Trump to rally the Tea Party conservatives. Basically, she wants to get totally. the Tea Party uh, back together. And it's like, makes me want to cry. Wow. Yeah. You should want to cry. <laughs> I mean, it makes us all want to cry. We should all be in the. I mean, I can't believe that that idiot is still around. I can't believe it either. It's <laughs> so she's an idiot. Mind boggling. Yeah. yeah, it is mind boggling. Such an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. I just she had no business running. She totally killed McCain's campaign as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> totally. Totally. She well, did. I think she'll have for sure. Well, she'll have an impact ne- both negatively and I think positively in some degree to Trump's campaign. We'll yeah. see. But well, wait. No. So let's just start with that. Sure. Because I'm interested too. Because I don't know. Because I agree with you. I think yeah. that I think it's kind of both. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I mean, I think I, I think it's going to both. But you know what I mean. I think it's going to go both ways. For sure. No, I think for with you know the majority of Republicans, I think really don't give any give Palin any time of day about yeah, any credibility, uh, any credibility whatsoever. I think the tea the tea baggers. I mean, the tea partiers. That was hilarious. Now that was hilarious. Now that just stole the show. Yeah. That was better than the hashtag. Teabag. Okay, <laughs> tea. Sarah Palin is a teabagger. Now she we is. know what her problem is. And you know, she'll she still has quite a few people that follow her. I think even especially she was even getting some support in parts of Iowa during the, <laughs> the caucuses and stuff like that too. Well, that's so we'll why see. they think it's going to have positive yeah. r- ramifications for Trump is because she's spent so many years getting a lot of that Iowa support mm-hmm. from the Republican Party, obviously. From the not. teabag. Yeah. Teabaggers. Yeah. I love Specifically. That. Yeah. 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 Yeah, that's Hilarious. Republicans, you're right. Yeah. She doesn't even know if she was teabagged, what that would do. I, I wonder if she ever has been. We should write to another now. Up in Alaska, you got to stay warm. Yeah, she exactly. has no idea. I think the whole, okay, so the Donald Trump for president thing, it's one of these things where like, okay, early on, yep. it was like, it's never going to happen. Everybody was saying this early on. Yep. I'm telling you. And I could be just so wrong. It would not be the first time, although I'd like to think there's very minimal times. <laughs> but to be honest, it's just one of those things where I, I've been saying, like, I, I think this is a different kind of election. I know that usually when it gets closer is when it really shakes the rafters out. And I think with the Republican Party and the, I mean, having so many people that won't let go, that these, that's been their biggest, if, 
there's anything just in my humble opinion um, from a political perspective their biggest failure is from a caucus perspective the leaders there not taking more of like and really they can it's America whoever wants to declare and run and can finance it can but they should have grouped together and forced these ones that are holding like 2% or 1% and just said like bow out now we'll consider all of you as a vice presidential candidate or a cabinet (laughs) member but bow out now and that and none of them have and they're holding on and so i don't know i mean trump very likely could be the next candidate i have no idea what do you think it's hard to say i i think that i think i I do agree with you i think there's so many candidates right now that are just uh (laughs) causing so many i think honestly they're causing more harm than they are good because no one wants to vote for half most of them so right, I think right. they're causing more prob- more problems for the Republican party than good you know and it's also a giving Trump the advantage we'll see what happens as it gets closer really into the, closer to the election time but you know right now it's a little scary with Trump in the lead and with the stuff that's happening and with the way Trump addresses stuff, regardless for all of us who have been through political science or that know what checks and balances are, et cetera, it's like, right. it doesn't matter. I think society is so fed up that Trump is resonating because he doesn't care. He should, before he goes to a Bible belting college, he should understand what Second Corinthians is. But I really wish I Michelle mean, was here to talk about this with us. I know. She has I know. A, a, different, a little different opinion than we do. Yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> we she, miss you, Michelle. We do. <laughs> In your name, we're yes. talking about Donald Trump. Exactly. Oh, it'd be good. Yeah. But I, I would say, in her defense, the thing that she likes about Trump that I, I, there's times when I hear him and I'm like, as much as I just want to be like, God, I can't stand that guy. I'm just I have some agreement with some of the things he says. But the reality is, I also know that he's talking from a business or an entrepreneurial perspective and not running a government. Yeah. It's not like, oh, I have a policy and here it is and it's starting on Monday. That's not how it works. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I think Trump could be... Um, and I sort of like that, uh, you know, the whole thing about the second Corinthians, how he called it Corinthians too, when he was in there. <laughs> and I mean, you know, to be at a Jerry Falwell college and to make that blunderous oh, mistake, man. I think that that was pretty huge, pretty funny. Jerry um, but I liked it. Yeah. yeah, but I liked it. Yeah. I just yeah. thought like it reinforces to me that Trump on the, the religious right, so to speak. And listen, I don't need any emails. I really don't. Is what people would say. I don't care. Don't send it to me. Right. It's like, I don't, I'm religious. I have my own beliefs. Um, and I'm not saying I'm spiritual. I'm saying I'm religious. I don't need any of those emails, but it's one of those things where, you know, I grew up Catholic. That's one thing you grew up Catholic, Michael, yep, the did. same Drew grew up, um, more in a traditional Christian, charismatic. Um, charismatic boy oh is that what they call that <laughs> so um but you're very charismatic however <laughs> the the party is like wow the party the the organization mm-hmm. and you're you know your parents and good people that belong i just sometimes it's like wow you wonder but the um somebody was in our office just a little while ago and was talking about his religious beliefs and you know very different than what ours are but he was saying, you know, look, at the end of the day, I just believe in ESP. And I'm like, well, what's that? And he was like, enough sense to pray. And I was like, you know what? Actually, 
I like that. For, yeah. I, I like that. There's something about that I like. It just mm. resonated with me. Mm-hmm. It's like, and they don't have to be all drama about it or whatever. Just everybody has their own sense or not. I mean, yeah. there's atheists too. Okay, whatever. Right. Get and down I, with your bad self. I have that, but I, I just have someone who I know will pray. Pray. Does that make sense? Like, we'll be more specific. I'm not a, personally speaking. I'm not. I don't pray. I mean, I, I. I believe in like you know karma and good vibes that kind of stuff without all the airy fairy like yeah I I guess yeah that's usually what people mean but But I do know people in my life who will pray and who when when you know when I have the sense and I'm like no this this needs extra thought put into it I'll go to my parents every single time and they're always really good for it and and that's what's really cool about them as much as I disagree with a lot of the things they say they have enough sense to pray so yeah I, like I, that know, too. I know that like having made it through some like really heavy other stuff you know what I mean that mm-hmm. there's you know prayer prayer can be really powerful and mm-hmm. I don't want to diminish that for anybody mm-hmm. I, I the only I'm gonna tell you the only line I draw personally when it comes to, especially religious zealots type of folks, is when it's really kind of turning into hate too. Mm-hmm. It's it's not being Christian mm-hmm. when you're you know talking about banishing a community or not supporting a community or not believing a group of you know gay people shouldn't be able to be married. They should be a separate class. It's like. Where is the Christian in that again? I'm missing right. it. You right. know, and people say, "Well, then you say you're Catholic. How how can you subscribe to their philosophies or their religious beliefs?" It's like, well, because I do, and I know how to overlook what I want to overlook. Maybe I'm selectively picking from the menu, but that's my personal business. Like, keep personal. Uh-huh. Don't push it on to other people. Right. Does that makes sense. It does. Yep. I mean, what do you feel about the, do you ever feel overwhelmed with people sometimes and their religious beliefs where you're just like, whoa, back down a little bit here? All the time. I think especially in the United States, I experience, you know, other countries I've been and traveled and you don't really, there's really not that element. Well, it's starting to grow actually, but the element of the fundamentalist Christianity and the different groups that are, that are here in the U.S. that are really <laughs> pretty, have a pretty big impact stronghold, on, yeah. stronghold mm-hmm. on things and their viewpoints, which are, I, th- I mostly do not agree with at all. So, but yeah, I've, I'm very overwhelmed with it. It's it's kind of scary. <laughs> no, I, uh, the reason I asked that, honestly, is because it, it, it and I asked Drew, how, do you feel the same way, basically, my opinion from what you were just saying? Am I misinterpreting? No. no okay, so from, from that standpoint, it's, and to be really clear so that people are listening is I, we're not, we're talking about that really rigid, hardcore where it is turning into a form of hate for whatever reason, yeah. because yeah. somebody's not like you or they don't fit into your belief system. They're Muslim, they're gay, they're mm-hmm. transgender, whatever it is. Right. It's like, that doesn't mean you just, you know, cut these people off or leave them, you know, leave them behind or whatever. I mean, where's the humanity in that, for goodness sake? Exactly mm-hmm. right. I mean, I don't understand that. So that's where I get conflicted and where I feel a little bit overwhelmed sometimes and when it comes to religion and people talking about it. But anyways, enough about that. But I thought it was when I saw Sarah Palin and then Trump going to the Liberty College and just making what... I mean, and just how blunderous. I, I just felt it was blunderous and lack of preparedness on his part. It well, and that's what's scary about him is he's never really prepared. He always just slings these insults and these comments and just every, everything that comes out of his mouth is not, there's no forethought to. 
he just fires off without even without even thinking who he's talking to or who he's talking about. Especially, the, I mean, I would think I would want to know. Yeah. I know he's other groups. I mean, he's what he's basically bashed the Hispanics, mm-hmm. bashed people of color. I mean, he's been derogatory. Really hasn't done Towards anything women. about the gays. He no. hasn't. It's no. weird. He hasn't really touched that one. Well, not yet, anyways. Not yet. It just ha- right. Who knows? We'll but, see. Right. Well, it's interesting. Like yeah. he does know, but like, yeah, he's been you know a little bit with women and mm-hmm. minority. I don't know. I let's see what happens. Like I, I'm old enough to know that it's still early, and it, it really does take getting closer to those you know, beginning caucuses to really start fleshing it out. And exactly. just like how Bernie Sanders and Hillary, like there's that going back and forth. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you're, we're not going to know until it gets closer. Mm-hmm. There's just too much stuff that's going on. Um, but I do know that, um, you know, people want to knock Obama. And before we go to break, I'm just going to say this. It's like, you know, you can knock him all you want, but that man inherited an absolute freaking mess from Bush, who's a mess. And total mess. <laughs> so I get a bunch of emails about that next. Eh, whatever. But uh, but he did. He inherited. Clinton had fixed our deficit, yep. and people forget that. And he did, a, did, he did a lot of other really great things. Bush came back in to avenge for his father, in my opinion. Spent an outrageous amount of amount of money on war, mm-hmm. and then now here we've suffered the worst economic crisis um, of our time that mm-hmm. most of us can remember, unless you know you're up there in age. Um, and hopefully, something that will never be repeated in our time. But it's one of those things that, like, geez, come on already! It's Obama came in there with the full plate so people can sling all they want at him but it's like he got medical stuff passed and albeit it's a very imperfect system but he's getting things on track but he's just had so much pushback from these crazy right wing zealots I just feel like you know God bless the next president because they're going to find out and then we're going to hear then we'll hear how wonderful Obama was of course, and all the great things that he did yeah that to me is always shocking. Well, no matter what you do, you're never going to make everybody happy. It's just oh, part of amen. life. Amen. We you know, know that's I mean, oh, oh, no pun intended, <laughs> but isn't it true? Totally. And that's a hard thing to wrap your head around. It for is, me. especially for well, for I think you and I are very similar. We're very much people pleasers, so that's very difficult for us to to grasp. It's like, wow, someone doesn't like me, or someone doesn't like what I'm doing. That's really take it personally. You yeah, can't, very you can't do that. So. It's really hard to not do that, yeah. I, especially I, in business, and of course with running the country. Jeez. But I right, <laughs> and that's just something. I mean, you'd have to have really like the strong skin for that. But right. it's one of those things where you want people. I mean, I even feel like the beginning of today's show for me would be a little bit more quote controversial than normal yeah. although we starting off with religion and politics the and two, two, two right. taboos right, right off right. the bat which, like boom they, boom they, right <laughs> but at the same time it's like these are and, and i don't want it to be misread it's like what what we're saying is like that's what's impacting us i i hate to say people say that religion and politics should be separate they really should be separate totally. yeah and yeah. you see when they're not separate what's happening what's yep. going on yeah, and if we can just cut out this lower crust of what's going on with the gop that low these lower crust of candidates in my opinion i think we would really see who the next scary person that would be percolating up because you really can't tell because it's going to be it's going to be i know a lot of people think it's going to be rubio or cruz but it's 
like we said, it's too early. And you know what? We have to go to break, but Donald Trump, his hair sure speaks volumes. We'll be right back, folks. <laughs> You're on Big Daddy Radio. We'll have some fun when we get back, and we can talk more about Palin and her tea bags. We're back on ESPN 1700 Big Daddy Radio here every Wednesday at 2 o'clock. Having quite the lively discussion. We're missing our new panelist, Michelle Montiel. We're just sending her lots of love and hope that everything goes well with her MRI on her knee. It's the worst, too. If you have any issues with your knee, that's no fun. Um, So yesterday on The View, the... Um, there's and this ties into the Academy Awards and the lack of diversity being shown in the nominees, et cetera. And so it's really a multi-layered topic that we can cross mm-hmm. over. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about the Candace Candace Cameron Bure because I just there's so many times I want to like her and then she just always screws it up. But <laughs> yes, yesterday because she is really pretty. And um, is like I love that that's always a qualifying factor, but it, but it is. So um, she, I saw when they walked out, it didn't look, because I had, because Michael had said about some of the topic, and I had saw when she walked out, she didn't look like she was feeling well. She did it. Right. And then, because um, they usually dance a little, you're not, you just a different kind of like, you can tell when someone's a little bit slower down. You could just tell. Yeah. And then, only because we had warning that something was up, but Whoopi is on fire about the Academy Awards and the lack of diversity, and rightfully so. I mean, you know, Whoopi Goldberg is not just the host of The View. Whoopi Goldberg is a major Oscar winner, Academy Award winner. I mean, I think Golden Globe winner. I think she's trifecta. I think she. Oh, not Grammy. I don't, oh, maybe she has even a comedy she album does, for a Grammy. She might I'm not better, sure. but she for sure doesn't have the. Um, but she doesn't have a Tony. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, but the. Doesn't matter. She's still huge. Oh yeah. As far as, far as our culture is concerned, and where we're at in our lifetime, I mean, yeah. she, she's done. She opened a lot of doors for people. I would say, um, based on, I mean, she's made great movies. Just thinking back to the '80s, like Jumping Jack Flash. Oh my god, she's, I love that movie. <laughs> I love that movie. I love that's hilarious. I love that movie. You know what? Funny side story on that is I got dragged to that movie. I was just <laughs> like, I don't want to go see this. I don't want to go to the movies. And it was, and I don't usually laugh out loud. If I laugh out loud, well, you scored. That's the score in yeah. my book. So um, we went to that movie, and I don't know. That movie just cracked me up. I was it's like, hilarious. I love this lady. She yeah. is hilarious. I couldn't stop laughing the whole movie. I don't know for whatever reason it hit me at the right night. Maybe I've been too bad just before. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? But it was hitting me right. I know that. <laughs> that was one of her first movies, wasn't it? Yeah. Not like her it, very first, but it's... But yeah, but of consequence, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so she's really on fire about the lack of diversity, especially yeah. with African Americans. You know, the Latinos, yeah. too. Yeah, but she doesn't agree with what Jada Pinkett started no. because Jada Pinkett is the one who started the whole boycott, like hashtag boycott the Oscars, and then also... Piggyback brought back the hashtag and was Oscar's about so Oscars so white. Yeah. And was, she did you know a video and posted that online and and is just really well caused a lot of controversy. And let's that. be honest, I think she's just being defensive because her husband didn't get nominated. Well, that's I, what people are saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it was a, you know of all years to pick it. You <laughs> know, I'd, well, and I'd love to go back and see what she said or did in the years past about like. The Oscars and the lack of diversity, because I don't remember hearing anything about her making a big stink out of it until now. Yeah, but she hadn't. This no, is I didn't this think is so. First, no, this is right. well, at least the first time taking such 
a big stance. Yeah. Well, and that was Whoopi's point is that it happens every mm-hmm. year. We talk about this, and right. nothing has changed, and this is the reason why. And she explained her, and which was completely different to what. Jada, Jada was saying. Jada yeah. was blaming the Academy themselves for not nominating diverse, different diverse groups uh, for for their work. And Whoopi says that it's practic- It's mostly because the opportunities are not there for for black actors yeah. and other diverse groups of uh, all different diversity. You know, right? And it's you know it's top down. You yeah. know, it's got to start. And you you like. Because I think some of the other panelists, too, when they were talking about they didn't understand how the Academy worked. Like Whippy right. said, like, trust me, she, every yeah. movie is there. I can nominate any movie I want to. Mm-hmm. I'm a member of the Academy. Right. Ride along and ride along, too. We're both nominated. <laughs> Not literally, but like on the ballot for yeah. like the people that are part of the Academy. But, you know, 94% of the Academy is above 63 are Caucasian, et cetera. So, but the president of the Academy is African-American. She is, yeah. And, you know, she's getting a lot of flack from her own community, and it's like, come on, people. Like, let's be realistic here. I, I honestly think that Jada was totally out of place in what she did. She's yeah. actually looking to, like, go 10 steps backwards, in right. my opinion. Yeah. Because she's wanting to segregate more. She's right. like, we'll just go make our own awards. Right. As if BET is not enough. I don't get it. Or right. whatever. They've got yeah. their own awards. What are you talking about? Yeah. Or you, you know what I'm saying. Totally do. I, I don't get it. I don't no, understand. No, but it's true. Well, why why continue segregating and going even a step further? I mean, it, what, that's not... And that's why I liked what Whoopi said. And actually, as crazy as it is, Spike Lee was along the same vein, too. He was saying, like... You know, this is not the Academy's fault. This is the studio's fault and the, you know, the movies that are being made. Like, there needs to be more diversity starting there. Right. He's like, you, you, and Whoopi, was it Whoopi that was saying, like, yeah. Whoopi was saying it's not the Academy. Yeah, The the members of the Academy are not sitting there saying, oh, this is white and this is not, so we're not going to nominate it. That's not (laughs) what they're doing. It's that there's not enough diversity to begin with. It's what's being greenlit to be made. Yeah. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, I agree with what you guys are both saying. You know, Jada went around it the wrong way. She should have been encouraging people to make make more of an impact and speak about it the entire year, as Whoopi and, and Whoopi was saying specifically, and not try to segregate people. That's not what this is about. And you can't knock the talent that was nominated either. I agree. And also I Chris agree. Rock is I the agree. host. Right. Well, it, there's all these little anomalies that are going on, <laughs> I right? I mean, right. it is pretty crazy when yeah. you think about it. And um, even Whoopi said, like, she felt sorry for Chris Rock. She's like, mm-hmm. first she was mad, and then she felt sorry. She, She's like, I've hosted the Oscars. I'm an Oscar winner. She's like, I get it, but this isn't new. This didn't just happen in two. But the fact that it's still happening in 2016, there's been so many marvelous, like how they, the year before for the um, the Martin Luther King Jr. movie, that guy was fantastic. Oh, for yeah. Selma. For Selma, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, Talk about an overlook, wasn't it in my opinion. Edgy Isn't that who it was? Yeah. 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 But that, I mean, there's that. And there was this, we could go on and on about the number of people that have been overlooked and for whatever reason it's happening there needs to be some change some whatever where it starts and i think the gal that runs the academy now that's the president god i feel bad for her because like she can't win i mean she's getting her own communities beating up on her and then the people that you know that that they're thinking that are against them they're beating up on her and it's like she just wants to put it together Uh, she said the right thing though oh she did 
Did you she know? Did. Go ahead and talk about yeah, it. Yeah, no, You're I would, fine. Well, I, go ahead and say what she said. I don't know. I don't remember. She the exact said that there needs to be more of a, a younger. We need to start folding in more of a younger like diversity within the academy, right. so that like you don't have ninety four percent of the people being sixty three percent or sixty three. 94% of the people being 63 years of age or older and Caucasian. It's exactly. like, I mean, you're going to, that demographic, if that's what's voting, is going to give you a specific kind of a result. It's just empirically, come on, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know this. It doesn't even take a research data right. to know that. It's like having a, jur- a jury system. You need to have make sure exactly. you represent every different type of group that we have in the United States who enjoys movies and who can appreciate all the different types of diverse art that is in the in in the cinema business you know so and yeah. i agree with you and you know in like the latino community i mean they they've been always i think overlooked too mm-hmm. i thought at the yes. golden globes we talked about this last <laughs> week those gals Ava mendez uh, and american uh, for they did such a great job Ava with this, or Ava longoria i'm <laughs> sorry i did i did exactly <laughs> what they were talking about although i know the gal so it's yeah. okay yeah. like but yeah they did what like most people are thinking was it Ava Longoria or Ava Mendes? No, it was Ava Longoria. Oh, okay. I was like, okay, so that for a minute there, I was like, I was doing it. But no, <laughs> I, I, know, I know my Hispanic girls, yes. and I love them. They're all beautiful, and they're all very talented, and I love that novella show. I didn't think oh. I would, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I'm glad you I love The it. Wind Machine. Oh, it's yes. great. It's hilarious. That's my favorite. I was like, rewind that one more time. That yeah. is freaking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so anyways, sort of like the Adele video with Miss Piggy. Yes, and they got, yes. And they got all the like leaves flying in her face or the Saturday Night Live's parody of it. <laughs> but um, going back to that with, I don't know. So do you think it's taking away from the credibility of the Oscars in, in mass? I'm not talking about as it applies to these uh, uh, communities. It's unfortunate. But do you think the Oscars are losing? Because that was the, cre- the creme de la creme. That was it. Like If you got an Oscar, you, you made you hopefully were working again. There are people that got Oscars that really never materialized, but for most people, it generally opens many more doors, at mm-hmm. least immediately thereafter, yes. if you're a winner. I don't think it's going to ever change the credibility of the weight or the um, the having the, the actual value of, of someone getting an Oscar. I do think that people are more open to criticize what films are nominated moving forward because of events like this. So we'll continue to see, I think, that debate. But I don't think that it'll ever lose its credibility or the level of of value that it has. Like, yes. what, what the weight that it carries. Correct. Yeah. Like from a career, like everybody in their career has something they're achieving or striving to, to be. If you're an actor and you're an Academy Award winner actor, that will forever follow you whenever you're introduced any other film mm-hmm. you're on anytime you're in a film it's always like Academy yeah. Award winner Michael Ellis Bain it right. will always follow you yeah. and I think if anything this the people being putting focus on this will ensure that the qualifications to win an Academy will Academy Award will continue to get better will be stronger be right. worth more because we're going to be criticizing it more it's like you know with yeah. all the yeah and I think a little bit of the aging out of the system. And you know what? I and I and The other thing I don't agree with, I don't think it's like, get rid of all the people that are 63 or about. No, no, that's not it. Let's just have more of a representative sampling. Because yeah. exactly. there's a definite representative sampling of artists that are out there. Mm-hmm. But it's like women, too. Like women hit 35 and they can't find a role. I mean, it's, ridi- it's ridiculous. It's like a, a dowdy mother or a grandma or something. I, yeah, so, it's, it and then ridiculous. those roles are few and far between. 
Yep. yep. That's the crazy the crazy part. It's like Sandra Bullock's in this new movie, um, and it was supposed to have been a different movie for a, a male star and what she decided to do, which is I thought was interesting. This is a bit of a ra- this is a rabbit trail on it. <laughs> but she um she was like, No, I wanna read all the scripts that are male parts. I, I want to show me, find find me five or ten really good male scripts, mm-hmm. and I want to read them. And what they did is they did that, and then this new, and I'm being, somebody will look it up, but there's the new movie that's coming out where she's like, works on election control. Or oh, yeah, control. I want to yeah, see it's gonna that. Yeah, it's going to be good. But that was designed to be a part for like a Robert Redford or an older gentleman and kind of, Billy Bob Thornton esque. I, I think he's Billy in the Bob, movie. Yeah, yeah. I think he's her but counterpart. The, but it was meant to be like it wasn't supposed to be Sandra Bullock. wasn't supposed to be like that lead character part. And I thought that was a really interesting way of her taking the, you know, bull by the cojones yeah. and getting out there and, and making stuff happen. But like that shouldn't be the case. Yeah. I, I think women yeah. in movies are powerful. I, I do. I just think people of color in movies are powerful. I really think the movie itself is what really should drive what we're doing because there's so many bad movies on top of it. Totally. And so when you have good movies and you diversify and you have good people, people will come. Yep. Or rent it or watch it or whatever it's going to be. We're going to be talking about Netflix today. And I got to tell you, Chelsea Hanley, and where this movie, the Oscars, like everyone's hearing about that on every station. It's like, it's not going to be solved this year, folks. Unfortunately, it's not. We and probably not next. And I was gonna say, and probably not next. <laughs> and probably not the next the year following that. Yeah. This is gonna be one of those things that's gonna take time. But um, you know, Netflix, like we've been talking about over the last several years, and you know, the new way of people getting T V, but they had a preview of like the Chelsea Handler, um, her four part series and <laughs> Hilarious. So, anyways, it's one of those things that I, you know, Netflix gives better opportunities. You don't have to be as PC as we like to say, or it's like the difference of being on terrestrial radio or satellite radio. It just you you get a different you have a different kind of a freedom, and um, yeah. we'll talk more about that. But that's why maybe people are flocking to these Netflix series, or how Chelsea walked away from a hugely successful show keeping up with the and on a cable network not to mention she was keeping up with the guys on the uh, regular networks she was on a cable network and she was just as successful as you know in a different way than like the David Letterman's and Jay Leno's but she was still had that kind of credibility Mm -hmm. and when Letterman was leaving although they didn't approach her because we saw this today although they didn't approach her they did uh, her people had talked about it and she's like, no way. I'm not somebody meant to be on a network. I meant to be on like a Netflix because I don't want to conform. Mm-hmm. I don't want, I don't want to follow the rules. I'm a rule breaker. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm a rule breaker. Hmm. You know, and Barbara, Barbara Waba was interviewing her. <laughs> Barbara Waba, my goodness. She's still going, right? She is. But, um, and the, Barbara Waba was asking her like, so are you rich? And she was like, I'm not poor. I like to think that I remember like around my mom and dad's house and thinking, oh my God, if this is going to be my life, I'm jumping. But I mean, that's Chelsea. She's yeah, hilarious. So folks, when we come back on our last segment, we'll, we'll talk a lot more about Netflix and other things. But thanks for being with us today and always here on Big Daddy Radio. Be right back.
Everybody Radio here on ESPN 1700. We're here every Wednesday at 2 o'clock. What a show we're having today, boys. <laughs> we're missing our girl panelists, our gal panelists, our woman panelists. See, I call someone a girl and they're like, I am a woman. <laughs> oh, excuse me. It'd be like somebody would call you a young man or it's like, great, I'll take it. Are you kidding? I don't think anyone's called me a young man for a while, but that's okay. Um, but so we wrap it up. So there's no rabbit trails that are left over. We, we put the lid on the Oscar thing. The other thing I want to talk about, Jada Pinkett Smith. Like, Will Smith, I think, is a pretty all-around good guy. Mm-hmm. I don't know him. Maybe he's a jerk behind closed Who doors. Knows? Who knows? Yeah, but... He seems to be a cool guy. Yeah, yeah, I think he seems to be... And they seem to be good parents, right? Yeah. I yeah. mean, pretty... Very much, like, supportive of what their kids want to do. I feel like when I look at them, I feel like Jada Pinkett wears the pants. I don't know why I get that. She just kind of uh, scares me a little bit. I don't and know. she should. <laughs> yeah, she's a little scary. She should. Well, have you ever seen her rock band or whatever that thing is? Have you ever... Oh, you've just got to... Like, you won't be able to watch more than 10 seconds of it, uh-huh. but it is I have not seen it. It's almost Yoko Ono-ish on steroids. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's bad. It's bad. So the, but, you know, they had this big uproar because the son did the Louis Vuitton ad, Jaden. Yeah, Jaden. And he was wearing a dress, and now you have people that are all up in, you know, an uproar about it. It was like, who cares? It's obviously Louis Vuitton. Their creative director was genius, Mm -hmm. and- Jaden and, and Will and Jada were totally behind it. The only mm-hmm. reason I know that is I've heard it and listened, and they're very supportive of their son's decision. They don't mm-hmm. care, and they said it wasn't about sexuality. It was about what he felt comfortable wearing, and I right. thought, wow, that's a really interesting, perfect take on this, because everyone else you listen to is making it to be more than really like, cool. he's in the closet, no. <laughs> maybe he's transitioning. It's like, oh yeah, now Caitlin did it, so everyone's transitioning. No, it's like, right. my God, people, let's be real here. Exactly. Well, before even before the ad came out, Jaden was always sort of challenging the ideas or his own trying to find his own style, I've always thought. And he had worn other, I think, women's clothing before, but he never looked like he was trying to be a woman. He was putting on women's clothing in a way it was making his own style. I never, yeah. I've never looked at him and said, "Oh, that dude wants to be a chick." I just never thought that. I agree. I um, so, but with the way that she did that whole thing with boycotting, check it out, and you guys will be able to see. So yeah. Netflix, we were talking about, they're getting ready to announce their next lineup. We know that you know our listeners love it. They love they love marathoning. Mm-hmm. So Amazon, Netflix, all that. But right now, Netflix is um, getting ready. Chelsea Handler's new show. They're going to do a four-part start to this, starting on the 23rd of January. I just, you know, you, you need to remember it's Chelsea, and it's hilarious. And remember, she's a very smart, smart gal. And yep. everything she does is not, she's not doing something on a whim. I mean, it's all very thought out, but it's hilarious. I mean, just the little <laughs> snippets I've seen, I'm like... Damn, I just love her. I yeah. just it just get it's just hitting the point, and it all basically just from the little bit that I saw, it just hits the point home of how ridiculous some of this nations become in terms of being PC and all that kind of stuff. So I don't know. Yeah, one thing I've always admired about her, she's just her timing is impeccable, but she has absolutely no filter at all and does not care what other people think and that is just to me it's, it equals fun and hilarity it just and makes me laugh I so much I would also I would also say definitely look up the Howard Stern interview with Chelsea Chelsea Handler mm. it is ridiculously outrageous and hilarious and she tells it all I mean she tells why she gave up her show she tells like some of the people that were like 
pissing her off on her show and just like she does not care she has like you said michael no filter and it's amazing <laughs> yeah. oh what's it's the most salacious so piece of gossip from about, the interview about heather mcdonald oh tell us it's crazy she basically just bashes i mean she doesn't bash heather mcdonald she tells the truth she's boring or what no she was like she goes the only reason that she kept her job was because I, I i thought she was funny and she worked well on the show because she did some stuff with us weekly where she was basically selling information about me, meaning Chelsea Handler, so that she could get her photo in Us Weekly. And she was like, and I could have fired her, but I didn't because she worked on the show and she was funny. That's hilarious. And, and then I guess Heather McDonald was coming back like years and years later, like kind of saying some things about Chelsea and how she was like, she was afraid of Chelsea by the end of it. And Chelsea was like, well, yeah, she should be afraid of me. I agree. I could have fired her. There were a bunch of. So it happens when you have I mean, a boss. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you should be afraid. Um, that was funny. Look it up. <laughs> well, no, I was wanting to know what you thought the most salacious piece of gossip was. Interesting that you talked about Heather McDonald because they were talking about she could be a potential housewife of Orange County coming up here. And I'm just like, please don't. Let's leave the housewives of Beverly Hills as is. Like, we don't need any more actresses on there. They're all actresses in their own right anyway. Yeah. But yeah. I got to tell you, if you haven't been following the housewives of Beverly Hills, it's <laughs> getting really good. And there's uh, two new housewives. So they brought on the first one, and the second one just made her for You know how they bring them on? They do a little bit. The first, mm -hmm. you're not yeah. a big housewife though, person, are you, Mikey? Oh, yeah, I am. Beverly Hills. That's okay. the only one I watch, Love but I'm, I'm a season behind. Oh, that's right, because of Hulu. <laughs> because of Hulu. Oh, you got to just figure that out I specifically watched the most recent episode. I love so Erica good. Jane. I love that lady. They got a great, the new housewife is awesome. She doesn't care. She's hilarious. And she has this alter ego, Erica Jane. I don't, I don't, she's hilarious, yeah, I thought. Yeah, she is funny. And they had Bethany um, from the Housewives of New York on with, the Beverly Hills Housewives, but people forget that Bethany is, she's at least and has been for 25 or 30 years connected in Hollywood with like the Kyle Richards and the Hiltons and other celebrities. It's not like she just fell out of the sky. I know people think that happens, but I mean, but she was making cookies out of her apartment in New York when she got the Bravo reality series. However, You'd have to sell a lot of cookies to have that apartment in New York. I'm not saying it. I'm just saying, just saying, because I love me some Bethany. But I, you know, now she's got uh, all an kinds empire. of empire. Yeah, she's <laughs> definitely got an empire. But the new housewife is hilarious. She like, is really you got to check it out. And then there's another one that's just about coming on. I think she's going to be more of a stabby in the eye kind of gal. But I liked her. Who, who are you talking about? I don't. She's a model. She's been popular about 20 years ago. And she's going to fold in. She was um, O.J. Simpson. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I thought that's who you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's allegedly that um, O.J. Simpson and Marcus Hanish, which he. She was Marcus Hanish's wife. Allegedly, OJ had an affair with her. Mm. And then Faye Resnick, who's just a total... Can't stand it, her. Yeah, Wait, I'm no, sorry. I, I thought it was that, that the Marcus allegedly had an affair with Nicole, and that set OJ off. Oh, that's the rumor. It's, yeah, it's... No. That's what they were talking about last night. Maybe on that that's episode. what it was. I forget. But the, next week, they're going to go into more detail about it. And so it's... But it's one of those things where, like, Faye Resnick wants to, like... I'm not going to talk about what I wrote 20 years ago. It was just a teaser that they do for next week. I'm like, oh, Beverly Hills is getting really good. Had a little bit of a slow start, but I think it's getting really good. Yeah. 
it's getting really good. So Netflix, if you're a Netflix watcher, get ready. Like they've announced the lineup of the shows coming back. As I said, the new one, Chelsea Handler's docuseries starting, which is eventually going to turn into an ongoing, a different kind of comedy series, but it's going to turn into more of a, of a different focus. She said she's going to use, you know, explore different like how this first one's going to focus on racism. Mm -hmm. She was like in a classroom with all these kids and she's like, well, how old do you guys think I am? And they were like 20. And she was like, yes, exactly. I'll take it. Like you said, like her timing is always just so, (laughs) so deadpan. So right on. I love her deadpan delivery because she doesn't care. I know. She doesn't care. So what are you most excited about that you, what is, are you, you, do you know, what are you guys most excited about? And then I have a question and I'm, do you know Marseille's or what is that? Some French show? That's Marseille. Kind of, Marseille. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Are you kidding? I, a, well, I I wrote notes because I had no idea what some of them were, so you might know more. Than I actually me. don't. I just know the shows that these are. There's a lot of shows that are coming on that are new, new Netflix originals, which are great. I, I'm. There's one thing that I found about Netflix that they have struck gold with all of their shows. Oh, yeah. There's, really, yeah, there's really not one that I've watched I that mean, I dislike. Award-winningly so. Yes. <laughs> the, mo- the one I'm most excited about is, hands down, House of Cards. That one I am super excited oh, about. I'm really that excited. Yeah, to, that one's I coming March 3rd. See, yeah, that one I'm excited to see how this next season shapes up. I really am. Because yeah. I thought the last season, I love that show. Are you oh, kidding yeah, me? Amazing show. I just thought the last season had a little bit of a drag at the end. And I don't mean drag in terms of it. It just started to get a lot. I'm like, come on, let's do some more salacious stuff here. Mm. What, um, so the Marseille or whatever, is that going to be some epic it's, historical piece? Yeah, a tale, of, I mean, I, I literally just wrote notes. A tale of power, corruption, and redemption set against the rich backdrop of the French part, uh, French port city of Marseille. Oh, so I that mean, might be really good. It's yeah. pretty. Sounds good to me. I just didn't want to watch some period piece. You don't like the you don't like the sense the Pride and Prejudices and the no, sense, no, sense of it. I, no, love, no. All I love all of that stuff. It might be a little period PC, wouldn't it? You couldn't tell like though. It. It's so weird because yeah. all they did was floated the flag and put it in the wild. Oh, mm. it felt like it for a minute. I wasn't sure though. I'm obsessed right now. I'm watching. I'm. I know you are gonna hate on me, but I love, love, love Downton Abbey. I'm so watching does... season six right now, the final season. It's fantastic. Reese loves it. Oh, so good. I, I don't understand it. it. So I'm mo- I'm most excited, and I immediately thought of you, Michael. I'm really excited about the Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt coming oh, back for I season love her. two. Yes, I thought of you when Cause I saw you, that. Yeah, because you totally recommended that to me. So I, funny. I totally marathoned that and was hilarious. And then the other one that I'm really excited about is Grace and Frankie season oh, two. Oh, me too. I, I die. It, it is so good. Well, don't die on us. I mean, it's good, but don't die. I don't <laughs> think that's Fonda, what Jane Fonda had intended for when she no. did this. She doesn't want people dying. Um, I'm joking. And Jane Fonda and... and uh, Lily Tomlin. Um, Lily Tomlin. How can you go wrong? I mean, honestly. Oh, but they—they're a great cast. Yeah, they are. They really are. And so Sam Watterson. Yes. And the, the, I, I love that whole cast and the kids. I think it's a really great show. And I know since <laughs> I just got to watch it. You know, and I really dropped off with American Horror Story. I've got to go back and figure out oh, I which I'm jumping it. from Netflix. So is it worth it? So good. Oh. So I need to go back and finish that. I haven't finished it either. It's Wes it's... is just like every time we watch one, he's like, I, I can't watch two. He's like, it's too dark. I can't. I can't. I don't. Re- I feel like it. The darkness was mostly the first couple of episodes. I mean, there's still some bloody parts. Clearly, that's what the show's about. But I feel like it's not as bad as some of the other. I think Freak Show was worse. 
as far as yeah. gore and, yeah. and darkness. And, and I, I mean, it never scares me. Like right. it's never like a. It wasn't. It's not. Thing. I don't think he's not talking about being scared. I think it's just that bring you down kind of dark. But I liked yeah. it. But I, I get it. It's like I, we're gonna go back and just catch up on that when I marathon it. Oh, it's great. And yeah. just, I mean, I wasn't having a problem with it, and I liked where the storylines were going, and then it kind of stopped. And then I was like, I'm missing my housewives. <laughs> go ahead. You that still- makes me really happy. I'm serious. It's like a Disney video for a kid. I could watch that same. If that Real Housewives of Beverly Hills episode, probably between now and the time um, we come back here next week, I assure you, I will have seen not only next week's episode, but this episode that just passed at least three times. Yeah. Wes yeah. is just baffled at how many times can you watch that same thing? I don't get it. Like, yeah. Well, talk to the hand. I forgot we're not on TV. So I just put my <laughs> hand up like, hold. But I love him. Yes. No, I was just going to say real quick with with uh, American Horror Story, still, for all of the seasons I've seen, the first one is still the, my oh, favorite. Yeah. Wow. That's it, really. I was going to ask you. So yeah. even though Gaga was there and she did contribute a lot, obviously won a Golden Globe for it. She did. Um, she was good, but the overall was, story, yeah. I think the first one is by far the scariest and the be- most well done. Then, Season three, Coven, I and then it. this one. I knew you were going to say that because yeah. that's my opinion That's your two? Yeah. yeah I would say that, that from before we go, season one, I don't care who you talk to, everybody says the same thing. That season one of American Horror Story by far is the scariest. So you but, should watch that one. <laughs> yeah. I went in a happy bells and whistles. All right, folks. Thank you, loves, for being here. We had a great show today. I hope all our listeners enjoyed it. And just know we're we're coming from always a place of love and always a place of inclusiveness. Um, We wanted to talk about K-Clan, our Kardashians. We'll pick that up next week. I am Kate is coming back in March. I know you're just all so excited. You can't stand it. But until then, I want everyone to know we love you and your support of our show means everything. See you next Monday.